The Gemara Masechet Brachot learns many Hilchot Tefillah from Chana, from the Tefillah of Chana. It's well known when Chana wanted to pray that she should have a son because Nebuch, she was barren, she had no children. And she went and she prayed in the Mishkan in Shiloh. Uh, of course, it's famous, Eli thought she was a drunk, she, he didn't understand her. But for the purpose of our discussion right now, the Gemara learns many Hilchot Tefillah from the Tefillah of Chana. By the way, as an aside, I'm just thinking right now as I'm saying this, it's a halachic thing, but still, I read an article once which described that the reason we learned tefillah from tefillah v'chanah because she always saw herself as part of the community. Even when she prayed for her own salvation, she saw herself, you can see it also from the tefillah that she prayed upon giving thanks to Hashem for Shmuel's birth, she always saw herself as a part of the community and not as a single individual. And that's why we learn Halachot Tefillah from Chana, which is a nice idea. But anyway, Linanenu. So what do we learn from tfila, from the Tefillah of Chana for the purpose of our discussion today? Tefillah Belachash, saying Tefillah quietly. The Pasuk says, Chana was speaking to her heart. Only her lips were moving. But you could not hear her voice. Chazal Darshan, Masechet Brachot, the Gemara says, Medaberet Aliba. From here we learn that you have to have Kavana. She was speaking to her heart. Your heart has to be involved in Tefillah. You have to have Kavana. You have to have intent when you daven. Rak only her lips were moving. So from here we learn that you can't just sit there and think. The words you have to clearly enunciate the words with your lip, your mouth, with your lips, your mouth has to move. From here we learn that you can't raise your voice loudly in, in such a way that others will hear you. you. That will disturb other people. So therefore, you have to have a, a midway situation. On one hand, the tefillah, when a person davens, you're expressing your innermost soul. So it's not proper to reveal that to everybody. That's something private between you and Kaddish Baruch like we learn, it's not enough to just think of the tefillah. And anything that we learn that we, that we want to do in the world, we have to make an effort to, to create an action. It's not just enough, enough good enough to think. We have to do some type of, and we have to demonstrate our inner desires or some action. So you have to move your lips. You have to the the word the halachic term is lachtoch etamilim basfatayim lachtoch basfatayim to cut the words with your lips. So we have an in, we have a middle of the way. You can't raise your voice, but you can't think it either. So you have to move your lips and say the words. So there's different minhagim. How exactly uh, should one pray silently? The most well-known psak and everybody, I think the Olam does, is that you have to say shmonesrei. I should emphasize we're talking about shmonesrei. Uh, you, your shmonesrei should be in, said in such a way that your ears can hear it. You can hear what you're saying, but only you, only you, only you and your ears. The people standing to the left and to the right cannot hear. So you're saying the words loudly enough to hear it, but you're not disturbing other people. There is a Kabbalistic idea that that feels so deep that you shouldn't even be able to hear what you're saying. You sort of say, you just move the, your lips to form the words, but you shouldn't hear the words yourself. It's such a deep thing. That's a Kabbalistic thing. Uh, if that's your minag, then bevakasha. But as, and as I said, the usual custom is what I mentioned earlier, that you should hear your words. Your ears should hear what you're saying, what you're whispering. Uh, if it helps, you have to have more kavan like the Kabbalists, then bevakasha. Certainly, bidi avad, if you raised your voice during tefillah and loudly, you're yodzeh. And therefore, for a person that's davin bichidus, and you know that for you, it's going to be better to have, you can have more kavana if you raise your voice a bit loudly, then of course you can daven loudly. But in a tzibur, in a minion, 
You should never daven loudly because, as we said earlier, when you daven loudly, other people will be bothered. It's better to daven uh, in 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 a minion, even though you can have less kavana than had you davened by yourself. Another person could say, I daven by myself, I can shout the tefillah. I have more kavana. If I daven in a minyan, I can't shout it out. But even if you're gonna, but it's better daven in a minyan. We spoke that earlier, tefillah b'minyan is more accepted. And therefore, it's better for a person to, uh, to, to daven in a minyan rather than daven b'chidut, even if you're going to, even if you're going to uh, um, have less kavana. Uh, I, I emphasized a minute ago that this is Dafka during Shemun Esrei, during the rest of Davening, Kriyat Shema, the Brachas Shema, Zimra. Here, certainly, you have to say it loud enough that your ears should hear. The only discussion was regarding Shemun Esrei. Certainly, the Pasuk of Kriyat Shema, the Fushma Yisrael, we even say it out loud, as everybody knows. Amen, Brachov Shema, person should loudly, Amen, the Antium Kaddish, person should loudly say, a person should respond loudly.